We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. A month after Governor Westmore named Emily Keller Special Secretary of Opioid Response, he told CBS Face the Nation she is someone who knows from the inside the pain caused by the opioid overdose epidemic. The data has been so clear about the damage that this has done to our communities, both urban and rural, and to the point where we've actually now appointed a special secretary uh, who's a former mayor of Hagerstown who actually got into politics uh, because of the issue of of opioid addiction, had her best friend lost to to an overdose, who is now serving as our special secretary on this exact issue. Keller was elected mayor of Hagerstown in 2020, the first woman in that job. She stepped down to join the Moore cabinet and joins us now by Zoom. Welcome, Secretary Keller. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. This is a new cabinet-level position. What will you be doing as Special Secretary of Opioid Response? It is. It's a a new position, which I think really shows Governor Moore's uh, top priority which is bringing an end to preventable overdose deaths. And so I will be working with the Opioid Operational Command Center, and we will be looking to do exactly that, to end preventable overdose deaths. Uh, Governor Moore has put substantial amounts of money into support for substance use disorder, about $429 million in this year's budget. So uh, I will be working closely with the OOCC and with the governor Uh, Obviously, the opioid and overdose crisis is a very complex and dynamic issue. So we are going to work with government agencies across from Maryland and engage with everyone, state and local partners, to create a truly comprehensive system of support for people with substance use disorder. I know we are not yet through the first quarter of 2023. Do you have a sense of trends in overdose deaths this year in Maryland? Uh, Overdose rates in Maryland have decreased significantly in recent months following the increases that were seen during the COVID-19 pandemic. In the first three quarters of 2022, there were 15.4% fewer fatal overdoses compared to the same time in 2021. So the data is preliminary and subject to change, but we're hopeful with those trends that they will continue. And so is this back more to what things were like before the pandemic? The pandemic, things shot up, opioid overuse shot up during the pandemic? It did. Um, in 2020, uh, during the COVID pandemic, fatal overdoses increased by nearly 18% annually and by about 30% nationwide. Now, fatal overdoses in Maryland, thankfully, are decreasing faster than the country as a whole and in many of our neighboring states. So I think that this tremendous progress is thanks to Maryland's effort to create that robust and comprehensive response framework and promotes collaboration across all levels of government and with our community-based partners. This is On the Record on WIPR. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with Emily Keller, who has joined Governor Westmore's cabinet as the Special Secretary of Opioid Response. Since 2016, bills have been introduced in the General Assembly to establish overdose prevention sites. This year, there's a bill to authorize six pilot locations in the state. What's what's your position? Well, last year, Maryland's Racial Disparities and Overdose Task Force considered this issue. They did recommend the state-level organizations conduct a feasibility study on innovative evidence-informed harm reduction initiatives that provide a spectrum of services to address these realities. I think Governor Moore has reiterated his administration is committed to minimizing the negative impacts of the opioid and overdose crisis 
which includes supporting harm reduction efforts and ensuring access to compassionate quality care. Uh, at present, the measure is currently being considered by the Maryland General Assembly, as you mentioned, and we definitely welcome a robust discussion on this issue. Robust discussion sounds like you're not saying yay or nay. That is correct. I think it's very early in the administration. Um, I think there's a lot of conversations and, and evidence that needs to be discussed. While the highest concentration of overdose deaths persistently has been in the city of Baltimore, no part of the state is immune. What unique needs do rural counties have when it comes to preventing overdose deaths? They just need access to resources. Access to immediate treatment is very important. Access to crisis care. There's been a lot of dedication on mobile crisis, which I think is, is needed so people can respond to overdoses in real time, but also when someone who's struggling with a substance use disorder is ready to get help, it's important that they are able to access that immediately. And I know in some rural areas, specifically Washington County, where I'm from, that is difficult to do. A lot of times there's a wait list to get access to treatment. So really turning down or, or turning up the ability to, to have access to treatment is important. And turning up the ability to access treatment means what? Having, having beds available, having uh, whether that be you know crisis stabilization or having inpatient, if someone's ready to go to an inpatient rehabilitation center, having a bed available at that time uh, that fits their needs. Is this something you do with contractors or do you envision growing a state uh, labor force that can do this kind of treatment? Well, we do, need, we do need clinicians. The state of Maryland and, and the country as a whole has, has a lack of clinicians that are available right now. But there are independent organizations and rehabilitation centers that are already providing these services. But because there are so many people who are struggling with substance use disorder, the availability of a bed is not always, always there. Sometimes it takes days. Sometimes it can take weeks, depending on the area or the situation with that person. So... Uh, providing grant programs and making sure that the money is available to have access to treatment services is, is important. A little over a year ago, in January 2022, former Attorney General Brian Frosch announced that $400 million would be coming to Maryland in settlement agreements with the opioid manufacturer Johnson & Johnson and three major opioids distributors. These funds would be dispersed over 18 years to participating counties and municipalities. How do you think that money should be spent? So Maryland has already created the uh, opioid restitution fund to ensure that the prescription opioid settlement funds only be used to directly address the harms of the opioid crisis. Uh, the ORF requires that the funds be used for improving access to naloxone, peer support programs, increasing access to medications that are used to treat opioid use disorders. Um, it can also be used for doing what we were just talking about, expanding access to crisis beds and residential treatment services, and um, other things like supporting health crisis hotlines and education or prevention efforts. So we do in Maryland have an Opioid Restitution Fund Advisory Council that's providing additional guidance on the use of those settlement funds. And they will work to ensure that the settlement funds are used to address Maryland's most pressing needs and help as many people as we can. And has that money already started coming? I, as I understood it, $60 million was was to be distributed in the first year. 
Yes, the, there is a balance right now. Um, and the the ORF Advisory Council that I was just discussing, they're holding a listening session on March 8th. So Marylanders can provide their ideas for addressing the opioid crisis. And then we're going to start putting out uh, the grants for access to that money. We're trying to get it into the public's hands as quickly as possible. March 8th, that's on Wednesday. Let's take a break here. That's Maryland's Special Secretary of Opioid Response, Emily Keller, on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. When we're back, preventing overdose deaths through education. I'm Al Waller. I'm Katherine Collinson. And I'm Mihaela Vince. In upcoming episodes of Clear Path, Your Roadmap for Life, We'll discuss ways to catch up on retirement savings and the importance of self-care. Tune in to WYPR's website and mobile app, all major podcast platforms, and transamericainstitute.org. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Emily Keller left her job as mayor of Hagerstown to become Governor Moore's Special Secretary of Opioid Response. She joins us today to talk about her priorities. As we heard in the clip from Governor Moore, part of what pulled you into politics was your personal connection to the opioid overdose epidemic. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, my, my best friend, her name was Ashley. Uh, she was actually my first friend. We met in kindergarten, and she struggled with a substance use disorder for years. And I really watched her uh, struggle with access to treatment, struggle with uh, being criminalized. And I just, it was heartbreaking to watch someone that you love be so wrapped up in something that she just couldn't escape. And unfortunately, uh, heroin did cost her her life. She passed away from an overdose in 2016. So uh, shortly before that, I decided that I was going to run for office to be her voice and to be a voice for people like her who were struggling and when she passed away, uh, of course, it was the most devastating day of my my life. But I had to I had to use that to fuel the fire. So thankfully, I, I did win in 2016, and then ran for mayor in 2020. And I've just tried to uh, stay true to what I promised her that I would do. I promised I would be loud and a voice for the voiceless, and and try to find solutions to this terrible epidemic. So it is deeply personal to me. Do you think the stigma about substance abuse and seeking treatment is lifting? I do. I think we have a lot of work to do uh, still to eliminate stigma. But if I look back six, seven years ago, I think we've made great strides. I think there's been a lot of campaigns about, you know, watching your words and being compassionate. And I think over the last several years, we've really learned that this can happen to anyone. You know, anyone can struggle from a substance use disorder. It's not one group of people or one neighborhood or one demographic. And I think we really are starting to treat people with with dignity and respect that are struggling with a substance use disorder. And the more we talk about it, the more we humanize it, the easier I think it will be for people to ask for help. That's Maryland's Special Secretary of Opioid Response, Emily Keller, on the record on WYPR. I'm Sheila Cast. One of your priorities is educating young people about the risks of substance use. What do you think works to spread that message? I believe having open and honest conversations with our youth is, is what works. Uh, we can't pretend that this isn't happening and we can't pretend that they don't know. I have a 15-year-old daughter, and uh, she tells me what's going on in schools, what some of her friends are doing, what the community is doing. And 
I think we need to talk to our kids and have a consistent message as early and as often as possible to let them know the dangers of prescription painkillers, for example, and other drugs, and to provide them the resources they need uh, to make healthy decisions for their body. So I, I think the earlier and, and that we can get in and have these discussions with our kids, I think schools are a good place to start because they have a captive audience, but also in places like after school programs and, and community events. You also sit on the board of Phoenix Recovery Academy in Frederick. What what does this school offer? So previously I did. I, I did have to resign once I became the special secretary. Uh, but uh, the Phoenix Foundation opened a recovery high school in Frederick, Maryland. It is an absolutely incredible place. So for high school students who are struggling with a substance use disorder, when they get out of treatment, they can go to school there. It's an accredited program. They graduate with their high school diploma, and it provides a safe environment. It provides group settings uh, for them to have group therapy, and it is truly a remarkable program. It's the first one in Maryland, and I would be surprised if we don't see them spreading. In 2011, fentanyl was present in just 26 fatal overdoses in Maryland. In 2020, that number was 90 times higher. Fentanyl was found in 2,348 overdose deaths. What will it take to stop this horrifying trend? That's the magic question. <laughs> um, I, I think continuing the trend that Maryland is on with, with just providing access to treatment, providing naloxone, um, that's one of the best tools we have to prevent fatal overdoses. I think it all of it combined, you know, we have to have a prevention piece. So what we were just talking about discussing with kids, we have to have access to treatment. We have to invest in harm reduction methods to make sure that we're keeping people healthy and alive, uh, getting the naloxone out in the communities. And it's an all hands on deck approach. I mean, we need state agencies, federal agencies, local agencies, all of us working together uh, to help combat this issue. And I think it's something Maryland's done very well, and we will continue to work on improving as we move forward. And as you move forward, how will you measure whether you're being successful? I think there's several ways to do that, but looking at the trends in overdose deaths. I mean, if we continue to trend downward, I think that speaks volumes that we're doing a good job. Um, I also think, it, you know, the more data that we have, the more we can see the trends of not only what's in our drug supply, but how many overdoses we have, fatal and non-fatal, and just the health of our overall community. So looking at those numbers, we, we track success there, but also is, is Maryland healthy and that's that's a hard thing to uh, <laughs> quantify, but I think the most important numbers we want to watch are, are, of course, fatal overdoses, but non-fatal as well. Secretary Keller, I appreciate your taking time to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you. Emily Keller, former mayor of Hagerstown, is now Governor Moore's Special Secretary of Opioid Response. At the On the Record page at WIPR.org, we have links to the Maryland Overdose Data Dashboard and to local resources for substance use disorder. I'm Sheila Cass. Glad you're with us on the record.